Hey folks, I'm Tom. And I'm Vince. Welcome to Friday Night Beers, a show where two guys who know too much about pop culture and not enough about beer try some beers and explain them in a way that you may understand. But that you probably won't, and it'll only make sense to us. Either way, we hope you'll be entertained. Vince, it's a real treat to be with you today. Oh, what kind of treat would you say? A cold uh, treat? Uh, I'm thinking something cold, maybe something a little fruity. Oh, maybe something a little milky? Yeah, I, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> well, geez, I I can't imagine you could be talking about a beer now, because that would mean that we're drinking a milkshake IPA. Oh, well, I'm sorry to tell you this, but we are drinking a milkshake oh, IPA. Oh my god. What have we gotten ourselves into, Tom? Well, wait till you wait till I tell you what it's called because <laughs> you are not gonna like it. It is called Orange Brulius. Okay. Orange Brulius. A little a little shake off of the old Orange Julius table. That's right now. You do know where the Orange Julius in Chicago is, I presume, right? It's a, it's a Dairy Queen. It's a Fullerton, right? Yeah. Well, actually, it's uh, it's on Lincoln Ave. Okay. It's near um, all those college bars that some people oh, I know yeah, still yeah, go yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but it is a, it's a combo of a Dairy Queen and an Orange Julius. They used to be two separate entities. Yeah. Now they're one. Yeah. And Warren Buffett's somehow in the mix. <laughs> oh, he orders Dairy Queen... Uh, dessert at any restaurant he's at that's be- that's because he literally owns berkshire hathaway has like a, i think it's a controlling stake in dairy right Queen. but imagine being so rich that when you went to like chicago cut and you said i want a blizzard they still go out and get you one that is kind of insane <laughs> yeah. that's a little <laughs> right uh i digress so this this beer is a inspired by the name but it's called orange brulius and it comes from uh, somewhere you are very familiar with, Drafting Table Brewing Company in Wixom, Michigan. I should say I'm not familiar with Drafting Table. This is my first take there. But Wixom, yeah. Michigan is maybe 15, 20 minutes from where I grew up in Farmington Hills. Um, so there's kind of, as we've sort of seen, craft brewing exp- explode. We're getting it in the suburbs out there too, the suburbs of Metro Detroit. And this was actually uh, a gift from... Friend of the pod, Alex Burka. Shout out, Alex. We go way, way back. Uh, he's got a kid now, Mazel Tov. He's Congrats. not Jewish, but you know, <laughs> congratulations Maybe anyways. the kid will be Jewish. Who knows? And he heard our episode where we did, was it Strawberry Double Marbles by Moore? Oh, yes. That company. was quite a while ago, but yes. The last time we did a milkshake <laughs> when we were basically coerced into it. And he said, I'm going to change your mind about milkshakes and he said, milkshake IPAs, and this is the one to do it. Wow. Well, we're we're open to it. And it's been a while since we tried a milkshake IPA. And we've we've admitted that we're skeptical of it. But let's just run it down. Um, this particular milkshake IPA is an orange creamsicle-inspired ale with lactose, malt, oats, and wheat. And it's fermented with blood orange, tangerine, and vanilla. Uh, I gotta say, I do like some of those ingredients on its own. I like all of those ingredients on its own. <laughs> right. So I think in terms of the last one we tried, maybe we're just off to a better start already. But who knows? Well, I liked yeah. all the ingredients in the last one too. <laughs> yeah. Um, and for those who don't know exactly what a milkshake IPA is, Vince, do you want to just give them a quick reminder? Uh, sure. Essentially, it's a very controversial beer. I'll, yeah. I'll be perfectly honest. Um, there are. There are tons of interpretations, de- totally different styles. There are some people or some some breweries who 
partake in the milkshake IPA fad, and they essentially just have like a very frothy and cloudy, hazy IPA. Um, but traditionally, what makes it a milkshake IPA is that thickness and the lactose, that heavy dose of milk sugar that hops in there. Now, I pulled up an article here called Got Milk Examining Hazy IPA, and I'm going to read the byline because I don't think this byline could be more perfect. Also, I don't remember this being part of the Got Milk campaign when we were growing up. but <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> that would have made some for some interesting commercials. We'd never drink beer. We'd never drink <laughs> beer. If this was the first beer that I had to drink, it'd be over. Yeah. All right. Well, what does it have to say? What is this thing we call a milkshake IPA? How do you make one? Should you or anyone else make one? Yeah, it's already inviting skepticism just yeah. from, from the jump. Um, as far as drafting table, though, this is a, a real mom and pop shop, or I should say husband and wife shop for our Michigan State Spartan listeners out there. Aaron and his wife Kristen started this place after they met in the Landscape Architecture School at MSU. Shout out. Okay, and, so we've got a little bit of a twist on a common theme. Right. Very common very common <laughs> theme in beer, but different way of getting into it. I did also want to point out on their website, it says that at their second date at Crunchy's in East Lansing, Aaron accidentally spilled an entire pint of beer on Kristen. And we looked up Crunchy's. Apparently, it's <laughs> it's a karaoke bar and a craft beer place. It's How did little, I never make it there? I, I don't know. I think you've been stuck in <laughs> Illinois and Missouri too much. Middle yeah. America, if you will. Yeah, right. But uh, I've been to East Lansing and... Believe it or not, that didn't make the, the cut for our bar tours. But I was also 21. So Now, now we've, we've been admonished by our <laughs> listeners for how long it takes us to crack. And I think what we're getting here, usually we're very excited to crack and we're talking a lot. I think we're a little apprehensive about it this time. We're a little nervous, but, you know, we're, we're doing this for, for Alex. And we're, we also, we're trying, to, we're trying to keep our minds open. So, so with that, let's just give it a good old crack. All right. Cheers, Cheers Tom. Let's see where this goes. Okay. Get a good smell. We also rolled these beforehand, and we were a little just bit Just a little worried. bit. Just a little bit. Okay. I, it smells like a beer. We're off to a great start. Oh, my goodness. That is tart. <laughs> okay. Oh, boy. <laughs> I thought that was going to be way sweeter than it was. Didn't? Wow. This is as close as I'm ever going to get to enjoying a milkshake IPA. Whoa. This is Alex. I don't know if I'm with you on this. I gotta be I, okay. Well, so let's. Yeah. It it tastes like a beer, which is I think the first thing. Yes, that's that is true. That's way more beery than the strawberry marbles one. I don't I don't feel the lactose or the vanilla pretty too heavily. I I'm just still I'm startled at that initial tartness. I mean I know it's an orange flavored beer, but. I thought that there was there's going to be way more milkiness to it. Yeah, this is very well mixed. Wow. I almost don't... I don't even feel like this is, has any type of milkshake texture whatsoever. No, I agree. I, it's, it's, it says here, an IPA with a soft, creamy, fruited finish. I think the fruit's very light on the palate. I'm not feeling the creaminess at all. I'm missing the cream as well. Yeah. I don't know if that's intentional or not. Or I just... hope so. I would drink this. I would drink this again, which is not something <laughs> I thought I'd ever say about a milkshake IPA. Yeah. So 
Uh, Alex, congratulations. You've done it. I don't know if we like them, but... I, yeah, I've, I don't know if I can go all the way there yet, but it's, I've only had two sips. So. No, one's, no one's throwing up <laughs> all over themselves. We'll just say that. It's not, it's not as bad as Emo Murmurs. I can, I can tell okay, you that. Okay, Emo much. Murmurs. I stand by the fact that Emo <laughs> Murmurs was just like maybe the marshmallow away from being a really beautiful sour. Uh, so as far as pop culture, I'm trying to think about things that I like just do not engage with at all that are popular. Well, I can tell you something that I don't engage with that's popular. Tell and me. It, it works here perfectly. Karaoke. <laughs> okay. If I'm singing karaoke, I'm not going to remember it. I promise you that. Well, I've seen you do karaoke and I don't remember <laughs> yeah, it. I can confirm that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because we have we have Chicago karaoke royalty. <laughs> The That's, man who closed, literally closed Shoes Pub down. That's true. Dr. Tom. I've had multiple karaoke-themed uh, birthday events, and I also, for two very brief months, I was a karaoke host, and a now-defunct <laughs> bar also closed that bar down. Every place you do karaoke <laughs> dies. I'm like the plague for karaoke. <laughs> the karaoke plague? Yeah. Well... Before we get into my thoughts on karaoke, what what do you not like about karaoke or what? Oh, what's I your... just like I, it's it's yeah. something about like you know you're not a good singer, right? I'm very aware of that you've got some some pipes when you stay in your register. I'm sure if you try and go like super high, it doesn't work out. I don't know. You tell me. Um, I have I know my range. That's a key a key component of karaoke is knowing your range. My range is so small, and I just like I don't believe or right. trust it. That I have to be blitzed. I've got to be gone. Yeah, I mean, being drunk is just inherently built into karaoke for the most part. But the problem that people have with karaoke is they make two critical mistakes. One, they pick a song that they don't already know the words to. Yeah. And two, they pick a song that they can't actually sing. If you can just do those two simple things, you're going to be just fine. Um, I guess the third component would be if you have any ounce of stage fright but i do not so that's not a problem for me i i I really only have intense stage fright when i'm doing something i know i'm not it's not going to be good yeah you know i have an interesting question for you karaoke based yeah who do you think non-singer division celebrity wise would be a great karaoke person dead or alive well, I, I got just, an idea one. I just saw Oscar Isaac on TV singing, and he was actually a pretty good musician. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and since I've seen him act as well, I feel like he could give a lot of... He could give you some really good stuff on karaoke. I don't think... I, it's a cheat, and we've used it before, but I think Robin Williams would be one of the best <laughs> karaoke artists of all time. Oh, well, we, ha- we have seen him attempt to sing, and it, there's, there's not much to it. But, in, in Aladdin? Yeah. More I of thought a that talk. was great. Yeah, it totally worked. No, no, he fooled me. Well, that's the other thing too. Like, you can be a mediocre to bad singer if you bring a lot of energy that people are into. That makes up for it. And if that you, is true. And if you combine all those things together, then you're Doctor Tom. Doctor Tom. <laughs> yeah. I guess we should tell people. This. Just so you guys know, I I went to Shoes Pub with Tom a few years ago. Shoes Pub now defunct. Great little right. bar. Lots of known for karaoke. I think it's every day, right? It was it was like all, all weekend long. Yeah, that they did it. Yeah, and so we show up, and Tom walks in and goes, "Hey, just so you know, I come here a lot." 
and then we take a few more steps and he stops me again and he goes also they know me as dr tom here (laughs) then there's a huge line to get there next thing i know tom's exchanging head nods with the guy who is parting the crowd for him to walk up i swear it's the fastest i've ever seen anybody called up for karaoke Dr. Tom. Dr. Tom. I don't know I don't know why I started doing that one night, but I had one of those nights where I just went up a bunch of times and I I put down Dr. Tom. Sometimes you got to do something to stand out. Okay, so stand out, nice. So, I want to make a point of saying now after it's sort of like dried in the back of my throat, I can taste I feel like I've just chugged milk. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Have you ever chugged milk and then like 20 minutes later you're you're you just taste Old, Coincidentally, dry milk that's very throat. bad for your throat. Is it? Yeah, you're milk not, is bad for your throat. Yeah, so you're, if you're like about to do a singing performance, milk is like the last thing you're supposed to drink. Yeah. Why? Because it coats your throat and it like it it almost like curdles in the back of your throat. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's um, disgusting. Singing teacher told me this. So <laughs> you have a singing teacher? No, no, a singing teacher <laughs> that I know. So you're basically like the chain smokers of karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a professional vocal coach, but I have I've studied vocal techniques. Oh my god! I have a vo- vocal. We're on a vocal medium. What so. do they say? They say vocal techniques of the Orient. Is that from? Uh, that's from the Prestige. Yeah, that also sounds like an Agatha Christie novel that I probably haven't read. Yeah. So overall, as far as like what what this compares to experience wise and pop culture, what I would like to think about are things that somebody dragged you into that you had a great time at that i had a great time and at? you you didn't want to go somebody essentially dragged you and you loved it is oh, that do man. you have that experience or are you just like your own man charting your own path <laughs> i see people, a leo dicaprio of sorts people don't people don't really drag me to things i'm usually the one convincing people to do stuff with me you've never been dragged anywhere no i've been dragged places okay i'll give you one yeah. so 2011, I went to Lollapalooza, and the two headliners that were on at the same time were Foo Fighters and Dead Mouse. And my friend Ned, shout out Ned, was like, "We got to see Dead Mouse. You're gonna love this." And at that point, I'd never seen an EDM show, okay. and I was skeptical. And then I was blown away all of a sudden. I was like, "This is incredible!" It was raining, so like the rain was coming down on his like cube like set with the light show, and you know, I I left that performance being like, "Okay, I'm like really, I'm really in Dead Mouse now." Yeah. So that wasn't one where I was like pissed off about. No, you should never be pissed off there, about but- it. You're just like. You, you right. said, I don't want to do it. I, I don't want to go. Right. Why if it had been up to me, me, I would have seen the Foo Fighters, for sure. There you go. And yeah. that would have been a fun time, too. Right. But you're such a huge Dead Mouse guy now. I love that. That's Dead an Mouse. entire chapter of your life that's gone. And also, that is that really kicked off my interest in EDM. But what about you? I have to say that mine is is a bit of a story, but it's going to see The Room. The worst bad movie ever made. You saw it in theaters? No. No, 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 no. I I don't... No, I did not see it in theaters because we didn't have the spoon thing. I went to a friend's house. But prior to that, and part of the reason I was so against it, was I had watched it by myself on like a little YouTube stream. Somebody had put the whole movie up. And I've never been more angry about anything in my life. I was like, 
Who made this? Why would anybody watch this? The fact that this guy's making money is upsetting. Unbelievable. And you didn't know that it was like legendarily bad? I knew it was legendarily bad, but people were like, yes, it's so bad that you have to watch it. And I said, I already watched it. I hated it. I'm not doing this. And they said, no, 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 no. Everyone's coming. You have to come. If you don't come, you're probably just not going to be a part of the friend group anymore, which is like not a real threat, but also enough. I'm like, okay, fine. If it'll make you happy. And I went and it's a totally different experience when you watch with a people who've been in the theaters and they throw the spoons at the screen and they know all the places where, you know, you're supposed to laugh and it's like a group viewing experience. And I had a great time. I really enjoyed it. And that's how I feel a little bit about this is Alex dragged us kicking and screaming into this and I'm not having a great time, but I'm not having as bad a time as I expected. Like, I I would have this again. I think that's fair, and I think we should try this out of the glass. Um, Maybe this will warm me up to it a bit more, but I I can't say I'm having even, like, a, a good time with this. But let me give it a shot right now. It's really fragrant in the glass. Okay. It's a little it's a little bit better in the glass for me. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to be an odd segue, but I was recently at the doctor's office and they had HGTV playing in the background. It's a perfect segue and I'll tell you why. My pediatrician Wixom. Oh, that is great. Shout out Dr. Uh, either Aga or Siegeloff. <laughs> okay. One of the two. Um, the reason I bring this up is like reality TV is not a genre that I dip into a lot. And in particular, like house remake stuff, that whole like HGTV, TLC stuff, I never, ever watch it. And I was stuck watching it for like 45 minutes. And <laughs> I was just cracking up at the volume of the same type of show that they have on HGTV. It's always like two people. They go to a couple. We're gonna husband re- and wife. Husband too. and wife. We're gonna redo your house. We're, we're gonna do it in a hundred days. One of the shows is called "Why the Heck Did I Buy This House?" And there's and that all the commercials are just the same show over and over again. And I just know nothing about home improvement and home decoration, so I just laugh at like the conversations they have because I feel so foreign to it the only thing i know about home improvement is the show home improvement featuring tim the tool man right. taylor and he did almost no home improvement on that show and it was the perfect amount of home improvement right for me. and it was not about the home improvement it was about what they did after the show it's so interesting too because you think about tim taylor tim taylor and he was this manly man this is what it's all about yeah i work with my hands but he he didn't do anything with his hands on the show outside of host this show and now correct me if i'm wrong but you show up and these guys who are doing these houses are like very metrosexual like oh dressed to the nines they're talking about they have they're the guys who grew up reading their mom's better homes and gardens and good for them because they're ahead of the curve because you know what i read now Better Homes and Gardens. I pick it up and I'm like, oh yeah, that's a good option. I don't even own a house. And I'm thinking about like, oh, that would really open up my backyard. Well, I also, I have a friend whose brother was on House Hunters, which is like another, another thing. Yeah. So secret of this show, they've already picked out the house before they go on the show. It's not. Okay. So they don't, they look at two houses that they already know they're not going to buy and they have to pretend that they're like interested in it. 
And now that I know this trick, like my dad is really into some of these shows, and I'll just like try to see which one they're like lying about. Oh wow, it's a little so, lie detector. Yeah, yeah. So like that adds a little element to me of interest, but it's just like it feels so forced, it feels so corny, and like yes, I know people love it, and that's kind of how I feel about milkshake IPAs. Like I just don't, I don't relate to it. I don't connect with it. It doesn't interest me. And that's that's fine, but like if I'm gonna be, you know, forced to have it, I don't think that's gonna make a difference. As far as being forced to watch, like this seems to me like what would you say was one of one of the shows that if you were forced to watch on like you were in your doctor's office, which title is the one that you'd be like, All right, I don't hate myself. I think I would go with Log Cabin Masters. So this is yeah. maybe the Log Cabin Masters yeah. of milkshake IPAs. What I think the that's... hell is Log Cabin Masters? Oh by the way? wow, let me tell you. That... It sounds like Ice Road Trucker meets like <laughs> Log Love Cabin Masters. Um, no, it's just it's the same thing. Couple looks at three houses, three cabins. They pick one. They're all like log ones, but like they're log cabins. So it's not they're not like regular houses. So all these places are in like Maine or Colorado or like foresty areas, but they're they're like super nice yeah. houses. And they are they first homes or second homes? Um, sometimes they're second homes. Like those are the really rich people, and they're like, oh yeah, we're looking for a summer home. Our budget's seven hundred thousand dollars. It's like oh, okay, fuck you. Um, but my dad is really into real estate, so like early on in COVID, he would just like have 20 recordings of Log Cabin Masters and be like, all right, uh, we're going to knock a couple of these out. Log Cabin Masters sounds like Matchbox ran out of ideas for what to name their newest yeah. racing car toy. And they go, Log Cabin Masters! Yeah. Um, but yes. Can you knock down the Log Cabin before time runs out? Do you remember those ads? <laughs> yeah. Where it's yeah. like, like, what's going to happen before the serpent eats you? It's like the serpent doesn't eat you. Yeah. But it looks so epic. That's definitely a classic children's commercial. It's like in between cereal ads. It's like, buy it now. And like, there's a kid like destroying one of the things. Yeah. I, like if, if the <laughs> internet was as prevalent and easily accessible when we were like in the early, when we were kids, we would have run up such massive bills on our parents' credit cards. Oh, yeah. Um, well, we're getting time to, to score this, so um, I guess I'll let you go first since I've kind of made up my mind. Yeah, listen, I think default, it was always going to be an uphill battle for me to get above like a 2.5. And to hear me say that a milkshake IPA is getting three out of five Vinces is unheard of. That is the equivalent of maybe like a five out of five for other beers potentially yeah right so i would give this three vinces out of five vinces i really 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 went in expecting to despise this beer and i don't i'm glad we only have two of them but i don't hate it i'm gonna stick with a with a 2.5 and it's I'm, That's high. I'm being a little bit generous just because I, I don't, I don't hate it. That's true, but I also don't like it, and I can't pretend that I do. It's odd that we talked about karaoke in this episode because I love karaoke. But no, this is for me. This is HGTV. Like I'm never gonna sit down and watch HGTV. And if you force me to a doctor's office, <laughs> I guess I will. But even then, 
Why didn't you change the channel? I couldn't. What do you mean you couldn't? I, I could. They didn't have the remote out. I tried to change the channel in, in the American Girl place in, on Michigan Avenue because we were there for my little sister. My parents were in town, and the Michigan-Connecticut game was on. And I had initially okayed this because I assumed we would romp Connecticut. <laughs> you Turns treated out, it like it was a, a bar? Like, hey, <laughs> I, was, I, I, was, I was up there, and the lady's like, what are you doing? I'm like, does this change channels? And we American girl. We were losing, and YouTube TV didn't exist at that point. Oh, my God. You're like, Sir, you can't do that. I didn't even know they had TVs in American Girl. Oh, they they do, and they're just like rotating power. Do you think they have Sunday Ticket? Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I was just, I was so desperate, but I had already oh agreed to go in. I wish we had gotten to that point earlier. That's, that's always hilarious. try to change the channel, Tom. Alex, thank you for sending this our way. I'm sorry I didn't enjoy it more, but you you won Vince over, which seems to be all that matters. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day. We came in with terribly low expectations, probably like most people did for Justice League. And it wasn't that bad. Yeah. I can't think of another thing to add to that. So if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review our show on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your your podcasts. Also check us out on Instagram and Twitter. We're on there. We are. Vince, you got anything else to say? See you later. All right. Well, until next time, I'm Tom. I'm Vince. This has been Friday Night Beers, where we have clear eyes, full cans. Must booze.